why why Ukraine? They've never cared. Um, They've never given a rat's rear end about any other country or any other conflict on this green earth except for why Ukraine? Why now? I can tell you why, because it is a Russian territory that is exempt from the bioweapons treaties. It's the Las Vegas of the bioweapons industry. Every major pharmaceutical company is headquartered in Ukraine because it's exempt from making bioweapons. That's why they're there. I think that they have been caught, they know they've been caught, and now they need a mass casualty event. They have no choice but to see their genocidal crimes through. So they had nothing to lose. Yeah. But they're already on the hook. They're already complicit. They're already, you know, going to go to the gallows for what it is they've done. So there was no reason for them not to do this. Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was attorney Todd Callender and James Tracy. And in this one, we do exactly what people have been asking for. We provide solutions. You want to be a patriot? Do what James Tracy's doing. He's not an attorney and he's taking these people on in court and he's holding them accountable, just like attorney Todd Callender. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor, silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back. It's Sean from sgtreport.com and sgtreport.tv and of course the phaser.com where you can stun them with truth. I have two real friends of truth on the line right now, one of which you know very well, Todd Callender, the attorney, and one you're getting to know even better as time goes by, James Tracy. First, Todd, welcome back. How are you, sir? I'm always happy to be with you, Sean. Thanks. Well, thanks for making time today. I wanted to introduce you to my friend, uh, James Tracy. He's kind of a pro se expert. He's taking these people on in the courts. He's using the courts to defend liberty, which I appreciate so much. He's also helping me with a few things on the side. James Tracy's back. How are you, James? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks for coming on, brother. I want to remind people that you're James the Patriot on Telegram. I think the official name of the channel is Affidavits 101. Do I have that right? That's correct. All right. Gentlemen, before we talk about how to take our power back using the law, there is law on the books, not that Pfizer or the CDC seems to care. Let me do a screen share. Guys, you all know what happened on Thursday with that CDC unanimous decision to essentially approve the bioweapon in the arms of children under the childhood vaccination program. It's complete pits of hell stuff. I'll play a soundbite from Mike Adams about that in one second. But as a result, Pfizer plans to hike price of U.S. COVID-19 vaccine by 400 percent because they love children so much. They just care so much about us. It's not about money, guys. It's about health, Pfizer would have us believe. And are you ready for this? This system is so corrupt to the core that Pfizer has been rewarded today with a 4% hike in their stock price. Todd, I'm coming back to you. These people are unrelentingly evil. They, they are. You know, I learned something about their mentality, and we can actually use that to our advantage. 
you know, we've had a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists that, that have advised us on, on what this behavior looks like. It's called a hedonic loop, whereby even when they make, it's, it's like a, an addict, right? They get a fix and they feel better, but it's temporary. So when you see this 4% rise, they're going to be happy for today, but they'll be looking for more tomorrow. And it's a never ending cycle. They literally can't get out of it. We can plan and use that to our advantage. Well, I very much want to hear how we can use that to our advantage. We'll get there in a second. I want to play one soundbite real quick from Mike Adams, who frames up exactly what this is in his words. Listen to this. This decision by the CDC is really unleashing a nationwide child sacrifice ritual by a demonic pharma cartel. That's what you are seeing. Again, this is a nationwide child sacrifice ritual. So this is Moloch right? From the Bible, the parents sacrificing their children, throwing them into the fires of Moloch and hearing their screams. Well, we're back to the exact same thing. All right, gents, I'm coming back to you. Yeah. I agree with Mike. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's sacrifice. We know that. I mean, even if you look at the UK statistics, they're, they're probably the, the most honest in their reporting. Um, children have a 27 thousand or no 2700 percent increase in mortality after they get the shots it is demonstrably clear that they're more dangerous than not and yet somehow they're out marketing an experimental shot i don't understand how it is they're going to raise their price to who it hasn't been approved by the fda for sale or marketing or distribution how exactly is that going to happen well, you know, James, Good weigh question. in. I know you have children and you probably have strong feelings about this, but uh, La Quinta Columna, Carrie Madej, and other researchers have found these parasites in the vax. And we're hearing now from uh, researcher Karen Kingston, a big pharma expert, <clears throat> that what those are, Todd, have you heard this? Those are nanotech, nanotech biosynthetic parasites that can yep. uh, essentially self-building. They can receive information, I think, transmit information. Yes. This is pits of hell stuff. These people are playing God and they are altering human DNA. They're altering us. The, the in vitro. That's exactly right. In fact, I'm arguing that very point uh, on the 18th of November as it relates to the intellectual property rights and the people that got the shots. And really, we have to define what is a human now because people who got the shots have been uh, changed into a new species, a synthetic one. Do either of you have anything to say about this paradigm we're in? James, before I hit record, I told you that, you know, if you lived through World War I, you probably mm -hmm. thought you were seeing the end times. If you were one of the troops storming Normandy Beach in World War II, it probably felt like the end times. So I've always kind of sidelined that in my own life. We all probably feel, every generation feels like they're living through the end times. But I got to tell you guys, this is the real deal. These people are playing God as in the days of Noah, and it really does feel like we are rushing right towards the end times. No, I, I would agree with that. I mean, there's, there's clear signs everywhere. I mean, fulfillment of prophecy left and right. I know, <clears throat> I know you're a Christian and, and I am as well. And, you know, I'm a believer in, in, in the, in my savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's, it's, you just read the book of revelation. I mean, everything that John, the beloved prophesied is, is, coming to fruit. I mean, it's scary. It really is, but it's, it's also satisfying to know that there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, at the, at the end days, you know, from, from what I believe and what I've been told is, is that those that are going to save this Republic are going to be those who, who are, who are true to the faith and who are, 
who are faithful Christians and who will stand by their brothers and sisters, regardless of what religion they, they, they profess. As long as they profess for freedom and for religious freedom, I don't care what you believe. And I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I, I don't care if you believe in God or if you don't, if you're, um, it, it makes no difference to me whatsoever. But what, what, what matters to me is that my children have a, a country, a place where they can feel safe, where they can grow up, where they can do what they want to do. They can make the dreams that they want to make and that they can realize those dreams. And, and I don't see that happening with the way things are going unless we, the people, do what we're supposed to do. Do you have anxiety as a dad? I know that I do. And one of our kids is on the spectrum, as you guys know. But uh, James, you have a beautiful family. You have a lovely wife. You have really lovely kids. How many kids do you have? I've got uh, five and I have one more by adoption. So I got six. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Todd, I think you guys have that in common and uh, my hat's off to you. I love you guys both really uh, your brothers in Christ. And I really appreciate that. And I want to give a shout out to Scott Kesterson at Bards of War. He posted, well, he posts every day, a great podcast. I highly recommend it, but he really wears the gospel on his sleeve. And I'm going to start doing that more because we need to walk with Jesus Christ in these times. We need to really shore up our steely reserves and know, and Scott made this point. He said, if you're feeling anxiety, let it go walk with Christ. And I need to do that more. I believe in the gospel. I believe in Jesus Christ, but I really need to lower my anxiety by knowing that we are protected and we will win this battle. There will be scars. There will be blood in this fight. But as long as we walk with Christ, we know the enemy does not. In fact, they hate Christ. And that's why they're trying to destroy our children, Todd. Yeah. You know, you're the proof, Sean. You've been at this for a long time and yet you're still walking around. You are protected by Christ. You're the proof. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think this is a good segue to the law because, Todd, I want you to comment on this. We see the enemies of the Republic abusing the law. I'm going to cite two cases right now. Alex Jones, he didn't name any of the names of these people. He doesn't know these people. And yet the law has been abused in a civil case to say he needs to pay nearly a billion dollars to these people because he didn't think the official story of Sandy Hook stood up to scrutiny. So his free speech cost him close to a billion dollars, which he doesn't have. Now they're coming after Ye, Kanye West because he's questioning some things regarding Jewish power in Hollywood. So he's lost a lot already. They're canceling his shows. They're canceling him. He had an account with $140 million in it at J.P. Morgan. They closed it. So now he's being sued by the family of George Floyd because he looked at the coroner's report and it says fentanyl was in the body. Lots of other stuff contributed to the death of George Floyd. By the way, do you guys know he donated $2 million to the family of George Floyd? I believe to George Floyd's daughter so she could go to college. And they're suing the man for $250 million. So now they're using the law. They're using the courts against us, Todd. How do we use the courts against them? Yeah, well, there's two things. Number one, um, the the courts, really what we're talking about are the trial courts that are are being abused. By the time you get to the the appellate court, particularly in the the federal law, federal court system, you find a much less passionate review. It's really the application of the law to the facts. Of course, the, the trial courts find the facts. But even in the case of Alex Jones, you know, it's impermissible really to find somebody for the use of their, of their First Amendment rights. The solution to this, Sean, is actually James. Everybody has got to follow his lead, what it is he's doing. Um, and we've got to paper the crap out of the other side, right? That's what they're doing. All we have to do is return fire. Um, and heretofore, people have been cowed, right? They're afraid of whatever it is. They're afraid of paperwork. They're afraid of being outsmarted. Get over it. 
the courts have an obligation to, to help you in some senses, at least as it relates to procedural law. When you're a pro se plaintiff, use that. Follow what James is doing. He's got it exactly right. And sue the crap out of these people all day long, because if nothing else, you are going to cost them a lot of time, and time is precious. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. a good segue. James, you have uh, screen share capability, uh, but since I'm driving first, let me just show. James has filed a lawsuit in the District Court of Utah in the United States District Court of Utah. We've talked about this case briefly in the past. It's all about speech and it's about our rights to free speech. And we're not gonna stand down, James. I'll turn it over to you. What are you doing here and who are you suing? Uh, well, so this is actually a good friend of mine. Um, uh, Mike Brown is his name. And uh, just to give a, a, a brief synopsis of what happened to him earlier this year in March, he attended a, a hearing on proposed legislation. So he was doing his civic duty, getting involved. Um, and he showed up to support uh, his, to show, excuse me, to show his support uh, for proposed legislation. Can I say one thing? I forgot to say, you're not an attorney. Let's make that clear. No, I am not. I am not an attorney. No, I, I did not go to law school. As a matter of fact, I don't have any college degree. <laughs> let me just, good for you. let me make that very clear. I don't have a college degree, but uh, I did learn how to read uh, in, in high school. <laughs> So I did learn how to read and I can, and, you know, Todd hit the nail on the head. You're, you're right. The trial courts, the district court levels, you know, it's hit or miss there, whether you're going to get your remedy you're seeking, but the grownups in the room, if you want to call them that they're at the yeah. appellate level. And so anytime I bring a case to the federal district court, I'm going in my, with that in mind that I'm going to appeal this to the federal court, to the appellate court level. Where we are here in Utah, we're under the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, which is one of the more favorable courts of appeals in the country, which is luckily for us. But going back to my friend here, he um, he was wearing a, if you want to call it a political shirt, I mean, I'm wearing a, you know, a 1776 shirt. You, know, you can call this political, whatever you want, but he was wearing one that said, we the people. And uh, he was in this room, there's like 50 to 100 people in this room. And for whatever reason, <clears throat> they singled him out, not because of his shirt, primarily, initially, uh, there was a, a clipboard going around that had stickers that said, vote yes for this proposed bill. And it was a bill banning vaccine passports. Very, very contentious at the time back in March and April of this year. And uh, so he took a sticker and put, it on, put one on his hat and he had the other one on the back of his cell phone. Um, and so the sergeant at arms took issue with this for whatever reason. Now, mind you, um, if you if you read in that complaint, there's um, there's links to videos that, that are recorded. You'll see the sergeant in arms is wearing a lapel pin of the Ukrainian flag. So he's making a political statement himself just by doing that. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, he he complied with the request where they asked him to take the sticker off. And he did that. And then because he continued to question, saying, what what, what law am I breaking that's when they just basically said, that's it, get this guy out of here. And they just hauled him out in handcuffs. And, and it was just, it was a terrible scene. I mean, it was, a, it was not a good thing for him. Uh, at the end of the day, they, they filed a bogus charge against him. And even the liberal prosecutor was like, yeah, there's no way we can prosecute this. And so they dismissed the case. So, so the, the, the purpose behind this, and like Todd said, is, is we're not suing people because we're just too happy. We, we want a change in behavior. I want this madness to stop. I want... I want our first responders, and I mean, there's a there's a number of state troopers from our state police here. They're actually Highway Patrol in Utah. Uh, there's a number of troopers that are named in this. I, I want their superintendent, their colonel, 
to train them properly to realize, well, wait a minute, they have a constitutionally protected right to say what they want to say, as long as it doesn't cause a major disturbance or bother someone else, or if they're intentionally trying to disrupt this meeting. They're not do he wasn't doing any of those things. So so that's the purpose behind behind this lawsuit. So Todd, what are your thoughts on that? Because most people would just go home and say, you know, I'm going to lick my wounds. I'm mad about it. This sucks. I had a terrible yep. experience happen to me at Menards when uh, at the height of COVID, when I was in a Menards with my son, who's on the spectrum, my oldest, and we got berated, absolutely berated in front of all the customers because my son didn't have his mask on. He kept pulling it down or taking it off. Yeah. And he's on the spectrum. I walked yep. over to try to explain to the manager. And before I could get 10 feet to the guy, he started screaming at me, sir, 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 stop right there. Social distancing. You need to get your kid. That person needs to put his mask screaming at me in front of all. I lost it. I lost it. I used profanity. I started yelling at him. I I grabbed my son. We walked out. They followed us out to our car with security. If I had known James Tracy at the time, I would have video recorded all of it. And I would have sued that manager personally. What a great idea. You know, the, the, Two things that you just said. Number one, yes, videotape all of this behavior. And this particular suit, you know, how how better can you do than, than showing these people for what they are and what it is they're doing? Do it all the time. You know, we, we create a bunch of Nuremberg notices for people to do exactly that, to hand it to whoever it is that's, that's you know, trying to force them to take the shots. And when you actually hand them a legal document, say on the advice of counsel, you know, I'm recording this and, and I'm telling that to everybody. This is the advice of a lawyer. Record it all the time if you can. It's the best evidence you can possibly get. And what you'll be surprised about is the change in behavior. When all of a sudden they know that this is now going to be looked at by others and potentially a court, um, you'll be surprised how fast they smart up. And, and, and to James' point, he's absolutely right. When you file a lawsuit against the government, and, and this suit, by the way, did a right. You've got to sue them under the 1983 statute. Uh, in their personal capacity. A lot of times people mess that up. They got it exactly right. This will cost the taxpayers in Utah and the police department in their budget a huge amount of money because now they got to hire lawyers. They got to prepare for trial. They got to get witness statements. Um, and now they're looking at having to provide or provision against potential damages for this case. They just created a great giant pain in the rear that nobody wants. And so it is going to affect the behavior. They all are, are going to have training because their their uh, insurance will require them to, amongst other things. And, they're, and they're, you dress them down um, publicly, right? This is now in the public record as it should be. And now these uh, you know police officers who abuse their discretion are, are instantly famous on YouTube as it should be. And we have to hold people accountable. And, and this is exactly the right way to do it. It's lawful and it's correct. And by the way, in the case of your son, he meets the criteria of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm-hmm. That that place should be fined. Um, we've got cases like this. The fines are usually around $50,000 for uh, discriminating against your son. So I highly encourage people to do it. You don't need a lawyer. All of this, you don't need a lawyer. You can do this yourself. Yeah, I would even dare say too, Sean, you, you had a um, an unlawful imprisonment case on your hand as well. You have a, if that store is open, if there's a sign on the on the building that says open, then they must be in compliance with the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964, which which states they cannot discriminate to anyone on any on any basis for any reason. So if they do that, then they just committed a crime. So, you know, I, I, I never did this before, but I have a friend of mine down in Texas, Randy Kelton, who loves to do this. He'll pull out a cell phone and call 911. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get, a, get an officer right here. I know I got to report a crime now because now now you have a recorded phone call that, that that shows you as the victim. 
you are the victim in this case and you're reporting a crime in progress, which is your civic duty. So Beautiful. that's, that's what I would do. And that's, I mean, I've, I've, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, but I've had those situations too. And that's ultimately what got me started down this path was, you know, I was coaching my daughter's basketball team and had the same guy, some, some masked Nazi wouldn't let me step foot in the gym unless I covered my face. Never mind my girls running up and down the floor without a mask. Right. I mean, the, the insanity behind all of this stuff makes zero sense whatsoever. And I knew that. And he knew that. Yeah. He's, he's just drinking his Kool-Aid, doing what he was told to do. Yeah. What's that's about power. It is. Exactly. That's the thing about these COVID lockdowns that was made obvious to everybody is that people who have that drive to be authoritarians or little tin pot dictators, they're out there. I mean, there's way more of them than I would have ever guessed. They get off on that power. That manager that berated me in front of other customers and made my heart pound so fast that I wanted to punch the guy in the face. He loved his power. Yeah. He got off on his power. And it reminds me of these little Nazis in World War II. People are always like, well, who would take those orders? You know, who would behave that way? Oh, they're out there. They're everywhere. Yeah, and, and we're not standing up to them. That, that's the issue, right? Is, is our Christian faith, um, you know, turn the other cheek. However, there are limitations to that, right? We, it doesn't mean that we have to be cowards. It doesn't mean that we have to go away quietly. I love the idea of gathering the evidence. I love the idea of, of calling 911. If you are in any fear that that guy is going to hurt you in any way or your son, absolutely call 911. And if nothing else, ask for something called a civil standby while you go away. Those, those criminal complaints are now forever in their system. And you can use those as evidence. Everything James just said is exactly what you should be doing. And by the way, Sean, if it's not too late, there's a fast statute of limitations on ADA discrimination, but I'd be happy to help you file a complaint. Uh, and those people, for the same reason, we have to amend their behavior. And that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I did follow through with uh, Menard's corporate the next day. Yeah. And the day after that, when I finally got some phone numbers and I left a message, I, you know, I followed through. I got no response from Menards Corporation. They don't give a crap. They did no. not care about the behavior of that store manager. Let's change um, that. You know, if they're looking at financial um, you know, trouble from this, a penalty, they'll change the behavior. And, and by the way, that's what you do with the hedonic um, loop. If, if we can kick these people in the shins by en masse showing up, suing them, this has to get reported in Pfizer's 8K, right, to the SEC. They can't mm -hmm. just, you know, bury this thing. It's just a function of us standing up and doing exactly what we're talking about right now. Find your gut, find your grit. Yeah, let me say one thing. I'll do a screen share real quick. We'll get James to comment on this. Guys, when this happened to me, this was early COVID. These were early lockdowns. We still had a son on the spectrum. We still had to go to stores. The boy wouldn't comply. He wouldn't wear a mask because he's on the spectrum. Credit to him. You know, credit to my son for saying this makes no sense. He's on the spectrum. He couldn't process it. So he was right. Yeah. So if you guys want to learn, by the way, I didn't know James Tracy then. I didn't know attorney Todd Callender then. I didn't know Dr. Fred Graves then. This is his site, How to Win in Court. You can learn how to do this pro se like James has through Dr. Graves' course. And James, correct me if I'm wrong, you and Dr. Graves were on together recently. You took this course and you learned mm -hmm. a lot from this course, which is how you know how to do this stuff, correct? Yeah, yeah. I still refer back to Dr. Graves' course all the time. I mean, he takes you from start to finish, from... You know, what, what, uh, what's a complaint and, you know, how to, how to write a lawsuit, what's an essential element, you know, what's a cause of action. Um, you know, essentially you can look at any federal law and if there's an application for uh, a civil suit, then that, that law is a, is a cause of action. And it's going to list the essential elements that you must, 
are required to plead and be able to prove. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the one thing that Dr. Graves says in his course, and, and this is ringing true even today, is admissible evidence wins. Admissible evidence. And what I am seeing, and, and Todd, you know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong on your side of that, the house, but you know, everybody I've gone up again, I'm, I'm involved in five federal uh, lawsuits <laughs> right now, five, five suits. I'd love you, man. <laughs> and every single lawyer on the other side is just doing the pen to paper, just just your cut and dry, whatever you want to call it. Just this is the run of the mill. Oh, just another little pro, pro se moron who doesn't know what he's talking about. So they've just filed the, the necessary paperwork with the court, but they've admitted one major thing, one major thing. And this is why my Telegram channel is, is titled Affidavits 101. So courts can only adjudicate and rule on verified complaints, verified evidence. So if I submit a complaint to the court and I support that with an affidavit saying, this is me, this is what happened, and I swear under the penalties of perjury and before God that this happened. Now that's admissible evidence because I can be cross-examined. The other side can, can question me. They can, they can challenge that if they want to. But what happens oftentimes is when I serve these suits against these government officials, they just hand them off to this, these lawyers. And, and most of them, ironically, are members of our attorney general's office. The lawyers just submit a reply back. But guess what's missing? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, Todd? Yeah, I do. They forgot to answer the complaint. They, they didn't answer the complaint. There's no verified affidavits. There's nothing wow. by way of admissible evidence. All there is is a piece of paper that's electronically signed by the attorney on the other side. Deemed admitted. That's beautiful. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Wow. That's and there's fantastic. something else, by the way, on that note, James, you're absolutely right about everything you just said. The other point, just to, to keep in mind, is when people are looking for injunctive relief, if you're trying to stop somebody's behavior, um, then it's, it's always got to be a verified complaint. You're absolutely right about that. And, and by the way, people can go to justice.gov and um, there are pro se forms there. You, yep. There's a there's a 1983 claim. You, our government made it nice and simple for you. All you got to do is fill it out and file it. Go right there. And, and we also do the same thing at Five Small Stones. We've got a whole bunch of pro se uh, resources for people. I will have to go and get with your Dr. Graves because I just admire what he's doing so much. It's beautiful. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. You will love him. You'll love talking with him. He's a great guy. And, you know, he, he put that website out in 1997, I think it was. Wow. 97 or 98 he's had that website out there so yeah you know and he's and he's the same way he wants to give the the power of the courts to the people he wants to teach people how to do this and you know and here's the other thing too I, i've mentioned that i'm i'm litigating five cases i've never stepped foot in a federal courthouse never been in wow. there yet. haven't been in there yet nope so it's it's just we've been going back and forth during the you know Dr. Graves calls it the flurry of motions. We're in the flurry of motions yeah. right now. I'm submitting my complaints. They're filing frivolous motions to dismiss, and I've proven every single one of them frivolous. And because the because it is the environment we're in right now, the courts are just overwhelmed. They have thousands the of key. cases. Thousands That's of cases. Exactly right. What what needs to happen is exactly that. Because yeah. you know the the fact is that when James prevails on the basis that, that they didn't answer the complaint, he can actually move for a summary judgment on that yep. and just start going and executing on whatever relief he's asking for. And by virtue of this flurry that you're talking about, there will be a lot of default judgments um, mm -hmm. that, that people can get, and then you can execute and get paid. So that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Yep. yep. Guys, I'm going to leave a link to how to win in court 
with or without a lawyer. That's Dr. Graves' site there in his course. I'll leave a link below if you guys want to check that out. If I was armed with that information when that happened to me at Menards, I'd have had the presence of mind to record what happened on my phone and then sue that manager and Menards. And I wish I'd done it. And people can do it. And here's the whole point of this conversation. We are empowering the average Joe. Everybody has power. We just don't know it. And guys like James Tracy and, of course, Todd Callender are helping us learn that or relearn it. Guys, do you know where this is still going on, this Menards behavior? You know where it's still going on right now? The one place this is still happening in our society? Do you guys know? I'll tell you because I was just there several times recently. The hospital. That's right. The freaking yeah. hospital. Yep. The freaking hospital. We're supposed to, what, respect the science, follow the science? And you walk into a hospital and you want to go visit a patient? Here's a mask. You got to put on your mask. You got to do the you know dog and pony show. It's all theater. They must know it. They do know it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's absurd. It is absurd. Yeah. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. This is a good time for a quick break. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true. But guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's there's Supreme Court precedents that talks about you you have the right to refuse an unwanted medical treatment. Is not a mask a medical treatment? It's an so, it's a uh, emergency use authorization medical device actually, and yeah, um, it and it still requires informed consent, and nobody's ever bothered to do that. Same goes with the PCR tests. We yep. actually have, have filed a number of lawsuits. When I say we collectively in the. Um, the effort to eliminate these mandates. There are quite a few of those out and we've had a number of our service members um, succeed on that basis. So you're, you're positively right. And, and, you know, it's probably not too late. We can look what the statute of limitations is, Sean. Um, you know, why not undertake it? Why not give it a try? You know, lead others. We need to do more. You mean in the Menards case? Yes. Why not? Yeah. yeah. That happened earlier this year, right? Uh, that probably was 2020 at this point. That's okay. Let's find out what the statute of limitations is. Just because you didn't feel like doing it then doesn't mean you can't do it. Oh, I yeah. felt like doing it then. I just didn't know you yeah. guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that manager, see, he doesn't, he, he's trying to hide behind his, his title. And, and this is something that I didn't know that I learned and, and Todd will bear with me here. But you know, when, when you're suing someone who is, let, let's say it's a government official. Okay. So when you're suing that person, they're actually being sued in two capacities. They're being sued in their individual capacity, which is them as, as a man or a woman, and you're suing them in their official capacity, which is their title, be it governor or lieutenant governor, whatever that, that is. So, so this manager of that store, you know, he was, he was hiding behind his title as the manager. He's like, oh, well, well, Menards is telling me I have to do this, and so I'm going to do this because I'm a good employee. Well, he doesn't realize he just opened up himself to liability, and he is and can help be held responsible and liable, him personally. Well, yeah. and the thing is, is I'm no delicate flower, 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, really? but you know what? I, I did make that as otherwise, <laughs> but I, you know, I made that point where stuff like this happens, you go home and lick your wounds. You're like, I'm a big boy, you know, what? blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'll, you know, call, uh, I'll call Menards. I'll find out who's in charge. I'll try to go over his head. You know, I'm going to make a stink, which is kind of what I tried to do, but got really no response. But the point is, is that I'm not one of these people that's going to ever sue because you caused me emotional distress, but I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. You know how we live 365 days a year. How many of those days do you remember? I remember this incident specifically. It was almost two years ago. I will remember it to the day I die because it was painful. It was really sick. It was really stressful. I was trying to protect my son and stand up for myself in front of a group of customers. And then these a-holes followed us out to our car with security filming us. Yeah. Yeah. how How do you calculate the damage to your son? Right. It, it, so don't think about this just in terms of, you know, you, this is, this is more than that. Uh, and I, I really think you should bring a case, bring a claim. Why not? I'll help you do it. Okay. I, I think that's fantastic because I would like to put them in their place. Uh, I guess I need to try to revisit my information and see if I can figure out the date this happened, figure out who the manager was at that point. Maybe he's still the manager. Um, because these people, I sure wish I'd have done it then though, because that's when he deserved it. He deserved it. Then these people deserved it at that moment in time so that they would stop doing that for the next year to other customers like me. Well, here's the thing better late than never. And if you get this, uh, when you get this done and and you serve him, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing scarier than when (laughs) someone knocks on your door and says, you're being sued and hands you a lawsuit. I'm just telling you right now, um, it's especially because, you know, at least in my generation, you know, I'm, I'm, a, um, you know, I was born in 1981, so I'm, I'm not terribly old, but I'm not young either. And, um, <clears throat> you know, my generation, we grew up, you know, just say in school and everything else, we told you, you respect authority, you do what you're told. You, you, you said, yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and that's, that's how I've always been. And so we've always been, we've been groomed to be afraid of authority figures. And we've always been told that, uh, you know, police officers and, and, you know, individuals of, of, uh, of the court judges and so on and so forth are, are people that you need to be afraid of. And that's just not true. You don't need to be afraid of them. They're that's just, right. they're just men and women, just like you are. Right. Uh, and oftentimes you don't realize the power that you have. And, and Todd probably will, will, will attest to this. You don't realize the power you have as a pro se litigant in one of these courts. So right. you know, the, read, read the, uh, Read the uh, the sixth article of the uh, Constitution. It's all about the courts, and and it's the, and it's the redress that we have as citizens of this republic. You know, it, it, when you start re- researching and realizing that, hey, you know, we the people, we are the sovereigns, and we hold the ultimate power. But you know, but right. it's only because we delegate that power with our by our wow. consent that we allow these people to do what they're doing. And if we just, you know, I I, I listen to. Um, a great video it's put on by this uh, organization called the John Birch society. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Todd. Sure. Yes, absolutely. A great society. So the, the gentleman was talking about, you know, Hey, the way that our government acts now in in regards to the constitution is a lot like when you take your car in to a mechanic to get the brakes fixed, you need new brakes. So you drop your car off. The mechanic says, give me a few days and I'll have it done. So you come back in three days and find out that not only are your brakes not fixed, he's changed out your tires Giving you some new wheels, tinted your windows, gave you new uh, new windshield wipers and new headlights, and then he sticks you the bill, and you're like, "Well, wait a second, this isn't what I asked for. I, I just wanted the brakes done." 
I never told you you could do this. And then he comes back and says, we never said I couldn't. (laughs) That's how our government operates today. We need to make sure that they understand that their powers are limited and they are enumerated in the Constitution. It's right there. It tells them what they can and cannot do. But because our state governments and because we, the people, become complicit, and just like, you know, in your, in your case, Sean, I, I was the same way. It's like, I just wanted to go along to get along. Just leave me alone. Just I just want to shop here. I just well, want to spend my money. Yeah, actually, I was pretty militant about not wearing a mask, too. In this case, I was trying to play ball because I didn't want my son to get in trouble because he wasn't playing ball. So as really his father, as mm-hmm. the adult in this situation, even though at the time he was 22, I wanted to try to keep the peace so that he didn't get in trouble, which yeah. is why I was trying to cordially approach the manager to explain that my son is on the spectrum when I started getting yelled at in front of all yeah. of these customers at the checkout yeah. lane. And I should just make this clear for listeners who don't know, Menards is in the Midwest and it's like a Lowe's or a Home Depot. That's the type of place this is. So yeah. for people to not wear a mask in a giant big box Home Depot, I don't know that you'd get berated. Maybe you would, but I had uh, Ben Armstrong on the other day from the New American. And ironically, he mentioned that he was getting berated at Menards every time he went in. And I didn't bring up this story because I didn't want to take us off track. But how ironic is that? It must be in the culture. For those that don't know, I think it's owned Mm -hmm. by John Menard. He's into racing, NASCAR, all this stuff. He's got a Menards car. This is a big, successful business, not as big as Home Depot or Lowe's, but folks get the idea. Yeah, I should have held their feet to the fire, guys. I really should have. I wish I'd have known you both then, but maybe we'll tackle this now. Uh, James, what is the update? What is happening? happening as the result of you protecting your friend who was uh, essentially kicked out of a public space because of something he was wearing, which is a form <laughs> of free speech. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what happened. We, we served the initial lawsuit on, on these individuals and their attorney emailed us and said, can, you know, will you give us a, an extension of time to file this? And I'm just like, Hey, listen, just don't give me any, any, any don't needlessly delay this. Let's, you, you know, we have stated a claim. We have a claim for relief. Let's just figure a way out of this. And so we figured that's what they were going to do. Oh, no, they waited till the, the 10th hour to file a motion to dismiss for failure to state a claim. Really, all it is, and Todd probably agree with me here, it's, it's, it's you're, you're throwing crap up against the wall and hoping it sticks. You're just wasting time. You're wasting the court's time. You're wasting my time. You're wasting the taxpayer's time. Um, so we... So I amended, and that's what you see is my amended complaint, and I've made it even better. I'm, and I hope uh, I hope I made it better. Um, I think I did. So <laughs> I, think it, I didn't see the original, but it looks pretty good. Yeah. But what yeah, happens, well, guys? What, what I'm sorry, but what happens when the court does kick it out? And uh, that's what should have happened in the Alex Jones case. It should have been thrown out, but it yeah, was allowed well, to go forward with a crooked judge who didn't let Alex Jones defend himself. There is that, but I want to make a point here, and I, I said it earlier, but. Group- Pay attention. Pro se litigants have an advantage. So as a mm-hmm. lawyer, I go in and procedural law is strictly enforced against me. Um, our, our case, Robert V. Austin, you know, we're in the 10th Circuit now because it got dismissed on procedural grounds. Pro se plaintiffs get a, a deference from the judges. They've got to give them a hand and help them fix the defects in their suit because the judges are there to provide access to the courts. Yep. So don't be intimidated by that. Every defense lawyer files a motion to dismiss. It's, just, it's like just they part be of the doing game. Their job. They wouldn't be exactly. doing their job if they didn't. Yeah, that's exactly you know? right. And so I just kindly pointed out in, in uh, you know, because I've had others that have been filed. As a matter of fact, I just had a friend of mine 
another friend of mine, another suit we're litigating, um, where we just filed an opposition brief. And I basically just threw it back in the uh, attorney's face and said, um, this motion to dismiss is basically worth the paper it's written on. There's no affidavits. There's no depositions. There's no answers to interrogatories supporting any of their claims. This attorney is attacking my legal theories when he should be attacking the factual theories. So absent a fact or a material witness, this court cannot even consider this. I threw that right back in their face. So we'll see what they say. <laughs> Sean, it strikes me. Imagine how much fun you can have. You go against the Maynards and, and we just document the whole thing right here with James and, and everybody can learn at the same time. We'll have fun doing it. Oh, that you know, if I had known good. this was this much fun, I would have done this years ago. <laughs> I really would have. You know, I'll, I'll vouch for you, James. You and I have uh, done some, uh, let's say, research together offline. And when I say research, it's really James being the teacher and me <laughs> being the student. But uh, uh, James does love this stuff. He loves it more than I think most lawyers love it. I don't yeah. call me crazy, but I sit around, you know, like if I'm having trouble falling asleep at night, I'll, I'll open up. I subscribe to a, a service where I can I can read cases and I'll just read Supreme Court decisions. I'll read appellate court decisions. I, I don't know. I don't know why you call me crazy, but I, I'm, you know, and, and to Todd's point, I am seeing found, sound decisions coming from those courts, constitutionally sound decisions coming from those courts. I mean, take, right. take your take your emotions away from it. I mean, this like the recently with the Supreme Court and the, the Roe v. Wade thing. I mean, there's there's so many emotional highs about all of these things. You know, that's that was a state issue from day one, and it should still be a state issue. And that's what the court finally got right after 50 something years. And that's that's how we do this. That's right. Hey, Todd. Dispassionate. Yeah. You know, uh, I appreciate you. We're not ending quite yet, but I appreciate you coming on today because uh, you sure. took a leap of faith in me because you didn't know James. And I said, would you mind coming on with my buddy, James? I think you're really going to like it. <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting into, but uh, was I right? No idea. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know me well enough. I love this stuff. I'm proud of James. I, I, the only thing I want to see out of this is, is his theories, his philosophy, his behavior being contagious. Imagine if we had a million guys like him filing five suits each. You know, we could stop all this nonsense. It's actually what happened in our case in the military. You know, we couldn't help all the military people that wanted help. So we wrote a bunch of templates, form complaints, yeah. and 200,000 service members grabbed them and, and they papered the DOD to a grinding halt. So that's what we've got to do. And we can do it on a, on a grand scale. Speaking of which, by the way, um, Sean, you were uh, helping us with the Five Small Stones project. And if people want election integrity, there's a complaint at Five Small Stones. Um, that you can file in your county court. It's not a federal district court case. And it will ideally get the court to issue a temporary restraining order to stop mail-in ballots, stop uh, you know, the voter boxes, and stop the um, electronic voting. But people got to file and people got to do it themselves. We need 3,706 of them to really uh, make a difference in this election coming up in two weeks. Yeah. Will you remind me, uh, send me a link yeah. and I will post I will. that right below this video. Um, I'll absolutely do that. God, That's uh, fivesmallstones.com, did you say? Yeah, fivesmallstones.com. It's the number five, five small stones, and it's a pro se um, website. It's really designed to do very much what, you, what your other Dr. Graves did, um, coming out of what we did in the military with all the, uh, the service members suing. We thought, hey, we could do this in a grand scale. And so we put together this website, Self-Help Legal Documents, uh, and we just want people to benefit from it. Oh, I love it. 
And I love, I love the uh, reference. I love the reference to uh, yeah. uh, David and Goliath. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what it is. That's right. That's awesome. Well, I just love you guys. I love this conversation. So in the 10, 15 minutes we have left, let's talk about what is potentially coming. I want to let people know if you go to thephaser.com, you're going to find a Bards of War podcast. And I really recommend people listen to it. That's Scott Kesterson. I really love that guy. Boy, I, I'm on a love fest today. I love Kesterson. I love Tracy. <laughs> I love Calendar. Uh, <laughs> we're man. real bros, man. We're the guys yeah, who want to are. actually take this country back. And there's a lot of and there's a lot of women that want to do the same. But uh, Scott yeah. Kesterson recommended listening to the new Monkey Works video that posted on October 20th. So I went and listened to that. And Monkey Works, if you guys don't know, you can find him on YouTube while he's still allowed to be there. He's former military. He really specializes in following aircraft movements around the world, military specifically. And he says there's some really troubling domestic activity taking place. He is surmising that potentially the signs are there that the deep state wants to move against President Trump and arrest him. I, I, I want to do a screen share. Yeah, very disturbing. Please comment on that, James, if you'd like, as I show you guys this headline. Yeah, I, go ahead. No, you're fine. I, I just saw um, uh, somebody had posted a little a little blip about it on Telegram about how they're trying to, to they, they want to use this as the catalyst to to get people to start a civil war. Well, there is a potential now that I'm starting to see. I'm not trying to fear monger. I don't actually think this is the case that it will come to pass. I think it's a bridge too far for the criminal government and the puppet president. But knowing how criminal they are, it's certainly mm -hmm. a possibility. Bannon responds after being handed a four-month sentence for defying the January 6th subpoena. Right under that, now the Jan 6th committee subpoenas Trump hours after Bannon's sentencing. And according to so many that I'm hearing and listening to, you know they want to arrest Trump and they want to suspend the November elections. And, uh, and I'm coming back to you guys. What do you make of any of that? It's quite terrifying in my view. Well, I, the one thing I would say to you is how'd that work out when they arrested Nelson Mandela? You know, the, it's the consent of the governed. James said that earlier. And when people revoke that consent, um, it's over. And, and if what I see is the states are lining up like it was, you know, 1860 or 1859, where you got some that will support the, the federal government as a part of it, and others are revoking their consent to be governed. Here comes November 8. I think it will happen. I think that it will be overwhelmingly against the establishment uh, that exists. And that's, I mean, establishment both sides because they're a uniparty. There isn't a damn bit of difference. Um, but people are going to elect the dog catchers and they're going to they're going to try and undo this. And, you know, I will I will suggest this. I think people are too smart to fall to fall for this whole civil war thing. It yeah. will work itself out. People are smarter than we, we think. Um, and, and it's going to be all right. It really will. And, and by the way, Get your head out of your backside about this whole Russia thing. I'm not, I'm not just talking about you, Sean, but people, you got this wrong. Um, right now, it appears to me the, the Vladimir Putin is the only one with any sense over there. And everybody wants to demonize him. Look at who is doing the demonization. Those yes. are the very same people that want to arrest our president. Yep. Why, why Ukraine? They've never cared. Um, They've never They're given right. a rat's rear end about any other country or any other conflict on this green earth, except for why Ukraine? Why now? I can tell you why, because it is a Russian territory that is exempt from the bioweapons treaties. It's the okay. Las Vegas of the bioweapons industry. Every major pharmaceutical company is headquartered in Ukraine because it's exempt from making bioweapons. 
That's yep. why they're there. You're absolutely right. That's why I'm saying there's, they wouldn't be fighting so hard to get everybody on board, but we stand with Ukraine if there wasn't some ulterior motive there. You hit the That's nail right. on the head. Well, as what, is, pre- what has Putin been doing? He's been exposing all of this. That's right. To oh. the UN Council, to everyone. It's, 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 it's actually a lot of fun to watch. It's really been fantastic. And he opened, uh, he opened military tribunals for war crimes. So just like uh, they did in Kiev in 1946, um, the other half of Nuremberg happened in Kiev. They're doing it again now in Donbass. So they're going to have war crimes coming into evidence, and it will reflect, I'm certain of it, the, the war crimes our country or people in our country have been committing. The one thing I want to impart to people is that, look, our government isn't the problem, folks. It's the people running our government. We have to have a system, and the system actually works when you got real people, good people doing their jobs. So yeah. that goes to that whole civil war thing. If we undo our country with a civil war, what's going to replace it? Well, Klaus Schwab sitting right there, ready to bring in his new system. That's what they're hoping for. Let's, let's not fall for that. You know, well, and this is one of the reasons why I brought up the John Birch Society. Good. The Constitution is not the problem. It's the solution. Yeah, that's right. Look at it. Read it. <laughs> it's very And enforce clear. it. And, and enforce it. it. Yeah. And enforce it. You know, that's one of the things, and, I, and I, I don't know if you caught this in my complaint. That's one of the things that I pointed out. You know, the, all, every state has a constitution. It's subordinate right. to the federal constitution, but they all are required to have a constitution. That's the supreme law in your state is your constitution. It's, it's only subordinate in one way, though, James. It's only insubordinate as it relates to, to rights. Otherwise, it's actually the state constitutions that govern. Right? The federal government only gets to legislate what the states chose not to. Exactly. So the original plan for our country is that the state governments would be this big and the federal government would be this big. Yes. And it was after the Civil War, it went the other way around. So yeah. There's a lot of corrections we have to make. Yeah, that, but we'll meant, make them. I meant to say the rights. You're correct. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So, but that's my point: is is your state constitution enumerates what they can and can't do, and so if I, it's not enumerated, they can't do it. <laughs> Just point it out. Tell them, hey, where where do you get your authority from? Just because you put on a, hat, a badge and slap a gun on your waist, does that does that mean you have authority? I don't think so. Well, I'm sure you guys saw that speech uh, from Putin too, where he uh, infused the word satanic. Referring to Western yes. governments, it appears they are beholden to some satanic authority, like they've He's embraced right. some satanic authority or embraced Satanism. And uh, thank God he said it, because Todd, you've been saying it. I've been saying it. James, you've been saying it. Now we've got one of the leaders of Russia saying it. we got now we got Putin saying it. All right. Final question here uh, related to tribunals, related to uh, courts holding people accountable whether uh, it's Putin doing it or whether we do it in this country, don't you think that the CDC, the CDC panel and these folks at the FDA, do they not fear tribunals, Todd, as they target our children for death? I think that they have been caught. They know they've been caught and now they need a mass casualty event. They have no choice but to see their genocidal crimes through. So they had nothing to lose. Yeah, they're already on the hook. They're already complicit. They're already you know, going to go to the, to the gallows for what it is they've done. So there was no reason for them not to do this. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of putting it. I agree. They, they've already been caught. I mean, it's the, the cat is out of, no, the, we're coming. Out of the bag. <laughs> we're coming. We're, yeah, I wonder we're though, coming. I wonder though, I was thinking about this last night as it pertains to Fauci and others who continue down this path. Walensky. Are they protected by like Vatican hitmen? Are they protected by the Knights of Malta? Are they members of some secret sure. cabal that they believe offers them endless protection? Because that's how they behave. And if I was a doctor on that CDC panel, just knowing what I know, 
obviously I would have had to vote no, but they all voted yes. And you'll note that they all said they have no conflicts of interest. What a joke. <laughs> what a joke. I'm sure big pharma defi- jobs await all of them. Exactly. <laughs> you have to define what that means. <laughs> For exactly. Sure. Yeah, they're all jokes. Justice, so. justice awaits them one time, whether that's here on this earth or, or the after. One way or another, they're going to face the music. So we'll just keep plugging on. And we're going to undo this because we have to, right? We're really fighting for the survival of our species. And that's what people have to understand. There's no more sitting on the couch. Get off the damn couch. This is it. If you don't rise to your feet and rise to the occasion, your kids are gone, just like the rest of us. That's where we're at. Yep. Yep. All right, James, I know you have a heart out. Todd, you do too. Thank you both for joining us today. James, the Patriot on Telegram, Affidavits 101. Is that correct? Yep. Affidavits 101. You got it. Go, man, go. People can find you there. Todd Calendar, fivesmallstones.com. What else, Todd? Uh, truthforhealth.org. There's a lot of solutions for your vaccine-injured family. Please go there and see if you can help them. All right. Thank you both. God bless. Friends, by the way, the CDC, I think that decision just authorized the money to pay for these vaccines for free. Now the FDA needs to approve them to make them uh, part of the childhood vaccination schedule, yep. which I'm sure the FDA will do, Todd. And we'll talk about that yep. again very soon. Look forward to it. All right. James, it was a pleasure spending time with you. Sean, thank always, you. Thank you. Yeah, my my brothers in truth. Thank you both very much. God bless you. Thanks you. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Bye bye. And friends, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. As always, a truly sincere thank you to our subscribe stars and our members at SGTReport.TV, where we post this material ad free and for real news every single day. Of course, as you all know, check us out at TheFazer.com and SGTReport.com. Those are antidotes to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies 24-7. May God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. King Charles is right at the center of the Great Reset, and I think people have seen pictures of him standing with Klaus Schwab in the past, but maybe you didn't hear what he said at the last Davos meeting uh, when he was still Prince Charles. He said, we're going to need military-style operations to make the transitions that are necessary. Then Liz Truss, when she was still prime minister, when she addressed the United Nations General Assembly, what did she say? She said, we need an economic NATO.